Hey everybody, welcome to another Tapestry Podcast episode. This is number eight, and uh, the the weird thing is it's been a little while, uh, so maybe if you've been listening in order and you get to this one and you're like, why has it been so long? Uh, well, we have a video about that. Uh, you can take a look at that on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find that on tapestrytalk.org. Um, but I, I, I crashed my mountain bike and broke my neck. And as it turns out, um, this this thing we've got a lot of great people working on it, but without me, apparently, uh, we don't we don't do much. So, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, I'm okay. Clearly, here I am talking. Uh, if you watch the video eventually of this podcast, you'll see that uh, I can like move my head and stuff, which is uh, mm-hmm. more than I could do before. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I can do most of the normal things that humans do. And I'm getting better every day. And I just started physical therapy yesterday. We haven't talked about this yet in the room, but um, that was interesting. I will say that there were a number of deeply uncomfortable <laughs> uh, possessions and stretches, and my the work that I have to do at home is uh, challenging. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to continuing to heal. Uh, my physical therapist thinks I'll make a complete recovery, which is great. Wow, Good. that's awesome. Because uh, there's been some question about that, uh, at least for me, because... Um, I have some numbness and tingling and weakness on my right side. Uh, and so I've actually lost a fair amount of muscle mass over on this side. And uh, yeah, I can't do the things I used to do <laughs> easily. I can do most of the things. Uh, but we're here not to talk about my health, not to talk about my injury. Um, but today we are talking with... Wongi. Sid. And Haley. And me, I'm Mike, and today we're talking about the intersection of spirituality and faith and uh, gender and sexuality and how that can get like really complicated and messy really, really quickly. And there's been uh, a lot of harm done by people of faith, I, I think sometimes thinking that they were uh, speaking the truth in love or something like that and end up doing a lot of harm. And so, um, well, if you watch the companion video to this, you'll already know that Sid, who's with us now, is uh, a trans guy. And, uh, well, I, I don't need to tell the whole story. So how about Sid? I don't need to talk about you. You talk about yourself <laughs> a minute. So it's very nice to be here. I'm um, mixed feelings about this position because... Mm-hmm. Let's see, I recently turned 21, so in America, that's a very big milestone. So Mm -hmm. I've been looking back on my childhood and all 21 years, and I've I've been through a lot, as most people have in the span of 21 years, Mm -hmm. especially we don't have any prior life experience. (laughs) Um, And you know how you just kind of, like, go along and you learn more about yourself, you learn more about... The world around you, um, interactions with your parents, your community, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then you have time to reflect on how you feel about all of those different things that are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a while, and it's been very rocky on and off. But um, I can happily say I'm very happy with where I am in life. I think. I'm doing the best I can for both myself and my desire to help others. 
And I think that's really all you can ask. And along that track, um, there were some major plot twists of sorts. Um, one of which is that I, so I'm right now I'm, I'm trans. That's not, that's not changing. (laughs) It would really suck if it did. Um, but that is something that I have discovered along my journey and that has impacted me very greatly, which I don't see foreseeing happening as much in the future as it did in my younger years. So we are here to kind of talk about that and then... If anybody has questions, thoughts, etc., pitch them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, when when we met, and you were much younger, you were uh, one of the youth, kind of in the youth group in a church, and uh, and I knew you as a girl growing up, and now you're a guy. And I remember the moment when you said, uh, "I don't feel like a girl. I feel like a guy. Can you call me he?" And I was like. For sure, that actually totally makes sense to me. I was, <laughs> like, I wasn't surprised, and I was like, "Yeah, this, like this is." Too. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, Fits. about time. <laughs> cool. Uh, you you figured it out. Good. Yeah. And um, and I'm so proud to be your friend, and so thankful to still be your friend after all these years. And um, we mentioned that you are a trans guy, mm-hmm. um, and. Maybe at the beginning, we'd also talk about sexuality. Mm-hmm. You want to mention that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really see the two as being super duper connected mm-hmm. um, because, I don't know, you can like sports and also really enjoy travel. Mm-hmm. And you might travel for sports. Mm-hmm. You might go see sports like when you travel, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You might be really interested in traveling sports, but like those two things, they don't have to be in correlation with each okay. other. Those are just two things that you enjoy or identify with. Um, so I'm bisexual. I really like guys and girls. I think both of them very great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I told Mike in the video that it kind of hypothetically doubles your dating pool. Yeah. Ah. Um, has it necessarily yeah. been my experience? In no. <laughs> in practice, yeah. Um, but it's it's a very interesting experience because you get to experience um, both, well, I suppose men and women in different ways and in different connections. Because, like, I'm sure you guys have like, oh, your best like guy friends or your best mm-hmm. girlfriends, and then how you interact with them is differently is yep. different depending on the relationships that they feel towards you and you have towards them. Um, and so, let's see. I like them both, and it's really just more whoever I connect with, and cool. I think whoever you have feelings for and whoever you fall for, that, that that's that's a more personal thing. And, I, and like you said, too, the sports and the travel, too, it's, it's just not whether, you know, they're male or female. It's also the setting and how you interact with them. Mm-hmm. Completely. You're right, you know, and... Yeah. those kinds of settings how they bring people together too right mm-hmm. help not help define but you know to it's kind of yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah 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 they can grow yeah exactly yeah so i'm a, a a man who presents as male so cisgender straight male I, i'm attracted to women uh well just really the one of them Hi Heidi. Yeah. Hi Heidi. Moment comes in. Audio edit. Just (laughs) Uh, almost every episode. Hi Heidi. Um, 
and yeah, I'm uh, only <laughs> only attracted to her. But um, uh, good catch, Mike. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> good thing you didn't realize yeah. that tomorrow. <laughs> um, and so yeah, for so your experience of life is different than mine, and your experience of growing up. But I also had moments early on in my life, and I think we talked about this um, on the video that uh, I had all sorts of questions about that because I wasn't like the most like boyish boy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good at ball sports. You I and didn't, me both. So. Didn't, have as, <laughs> didn't have as great a throwing arm as some of the other guys. And so, um, and when, when I was growing up, it was very common to call someone gay just because they like didn't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, am I? I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess it'd be interesting to hear from the table, like what has that been like for you? Because we all have a story, whether you're um, straight or queer or um, cisgender or trans or any of the other things. Mm-hmm. We all have a story about like that self-discovery you were talking about. It takes a while and it's a journey. And by the time you're 21, maybe you've got most of it figured out. <laughs> um, I learned, I've continued to learn about myself. So I'd love to hear from other people at the table uh, what you feel comfortable sharing about yeah, that kind of journey of discovery. You first, Haley. You, you always, always good, volunteer me Because you always have such good stuff to say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that's true. That's you. a compliment. So, that's true. Yeah. That's very nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, I am a cisgendered lesbian woman. Uh, I'm 22 years old, for reference for you. <laughs> Sid and I met like 10 minutes ago. So. Yeah, so <laughs> but, very close in age. Yes. Um... I don't know. I think, yeah, it's hard to think of what I have said and what I haven't said in this space before, but um, more of a masculine presenting woman. And so growing up, there was a lot of kind of dissonance of like, okay, who am I meant Mm -hmm. to be? Who Mm -hmm. am I allowed to be? All of those things. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of interesting being 22 now and like, it's so normalized because I've just been living my truth for a long time. (laughs) So it's just kind of, I mean, for the most part, I'm not out to any extended family. So it's kind of like, there's a little bit of a thing there. But in my daily life, for the most part, it's like, it's not even a thought anymore. Absolutely not. You don't say, you don't point it out. That's just, oh my God, that girl is so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really is. Like, it's just like, this is just how I'm living. And so like, it's, I like having intentional conversations about this Mm -hmm. because it kind of almost is centering in a way of it's like oh no my life is like this is important to my to my well-being in my life i've just been kind of in a good place for so long that it's like not at the forefront of all of my thoughts anymore it's one of the best feelings yeah like and sometimes i mean for a long time you're not even sure of like what the dissonance is of like Okay, and your dad journey is a lot better for you than it was for me. But, like, I mean, overall, it's kind of, I don't know. You eventually just get comfortable with yourself. And, I mean, as every, like, Ideally. Mm-hmm. This ideally. is, yeah. That is true. That is true. But I was going to say, like, for any, like, kind of, I mean, any person, that's a journey throughout life anyway, right? You have your moments of, like, oh, I feel really good about who I am as a person, how I'm presenting as a person, how I treat others. All of those things that encompass who we are. Um, and that comes in waves because sometimes maybe you aren't acting like who you want to mm-hmm. be. Maybe you are mm-hmm. just not feeling like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have kind of one of those major milestones of like, oh no, this is who I am at my core and all the other things can be built around it. Um, it's pretty cool. I like, 
it's kind of a cool thing to figure out in your teens and your 20s because now it's like I can figure everything else out that all the other 20 year olds are figuring out that didn't have to figure out the big thing in the first place. Yes. I mean, I don't commend you guys. Adults are still figuring out who they oh, are. Yeah. I was yeah, saying, yeah. I think that's something. I mean. My point is, like, I think that's why I told you to talk first because you. I feel like it's not. I'm not saying that you're mature, but I think like you, that kind of reflection when you're young, and that deeply, I think it's not rare, but it's mm-hmm. it's different, right? Um, <clears throat> even right, Mike and I in our 40s, right, and still, <laughs> many times you're like, yeah, who am I? You know, identity wise, and I wonder too. Like you're saying, Mike, maybe from a social construct, mm-hmm. if you look at maybe it's religious institutions or like schools, they don't, I don't know how well they allow mm-hmm. you to figure out yourself versus sometimes, and I think you're bringing up like, let's talk like, you know, things like male um, toxicity, you know, with body mm-hmm. image and things like that, where, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I define this. And especially, mm-hmm. that's what I was saying, when you're younger, it's it's, it's really, it's easier to look at an image and say, okay, this is the ideal rather than to mm-hmm. question it. And, you know, so for me, it's that, I think what I'm questioning is, what institutions did I subscribe to that didn't, that didn't allow mm-hmm. you guys in your younger days to figure this out, mm-hmm. right? And what did we do about those things? Because at that time, I wouldn't have known. I would right. just assume, like, I come to this school and this is how things are, right? Yeah. Right? But <clears throat> I didn't have a view on e- even, that's what I'm saying today, what I'm reflecting on, exactly what you guys just said is, like, what do we need to fix, uh, iterate, improve in a way so that when both of you are at that spot, it's more welcoming as opposed to yeah. feeling like, the dissonance use the word dissonance i like that right so you don't feel like you're swimming against the stream but you may feel still like i need to figure out who i am but wherever i am doesn't make me feel like rejected Mm -hmm. you know i think that as opposed to maybe i was very very fortunate to grow up in a more welcoming environment my parents were a little bit more a little bit more concerned about like the whole LGBT community, but they also hadn't been exposed to it in the slightest. Yeah. And the few people that they had expressed only a very, like a slice of the community. And mm-hmm. I can, as if you approach the queer community from the outside, I can, it can be, a, it's a, it can be a culture change. Mm-hmm. Um, there like, are a lot of like inclusive in theory, right? Well, <laughs> more inclusive in theory, but also because I'm more thinking, like, I'm in, like, the horror, like, Halloween mindset. (laughs) Um, Lots of queer people identify with, or we love horror. That's not, like, an unknown thing. But some people, like, don't, but whatever. Mm. Um, It's just whatever whatever you enjoy. But also, like, if you've noticed, like, villains or horror or, like, sometimes people Mm -hmm. from minorities or groups that who have not been traditionally well represented Mm -hmm. will identify more with that because that's what they were told to identify with Mm -hmm. and so if other people like if somebody looks at me and they're like oh my goodness you really like horror you like scary things that's like very strange and i'm like well like growing up i'm like people told me that this identity was a scary thing Mm -hmm. and so that is the box that people put me in that I just kind of grew up and was like okay this is more of a home for me it's not as estranged as you might think and growing up it was it was less of a who you aren't allowed to be this and more of a okay I'm growing up a woman 
this isn't right. I'm not doing all the things that like my mom, I definitely remember my mother was like, don't tell her this. <laughs> or just like lots, she, she of, lots, of, other, lots yeah. of other women. Digital footprint right here. Were, so. I know. <laughs> were younger and I remember seeing how they were all like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to get boobs. Like, <laughs> I can I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm going to hit puberty. I'm going to have these gigantic breasts and they're going to be fantastic mm-hmm. or whatever size. I'm going to love them. No. Yeah. That yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I still can't mentally wrap my head around yeah. why anybody would like <laughs> that. Right. Like, that. Yeah. I don't quite get it. <laughs> Um, I, they're just key milestones that, that were missing for me. Mm-hmm. And it was less of a, wh- who are you as opposed to that? And more mm-hmm. of a, this is what you're supposed to be, but you're not that mm-hmm. you are your own person. And why is that? Where's that difference coming from? Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling really bad or poorly about that, how can you figure out a way to make it better Mm -hmm. and then sometimes other people's reactions around that can make things a little bit messy but at the same time i don't know if you guys have been in like a place where you feel just kind of estranged like you're in an okay cozy environment but things are just wrong and you don't know why they're wrong you just feel gross and everything around you and you can't figure it out in your own head and you don't have words to put to what you're saying or what you're feeling because you've never felt it before and Mm -hmm. no one around you has felt it either Mm -hmm. and it's a bit more tricky to talk about because you're experiencing it for the first time yourself Mm. whereas other people are kind of like okay you're experiencing this what are you going through i can't even tell them Mm. Mm. right yeah because they don't you don't know what you're going through yeah and it's just what words could you even possibly use yeah it's a matter of time and recognition and learning about other people's experiences that's when i was like oh okay this might be it and then i could go down at least a pathway that would make me feel step by step even better than the poor situation i was in it's hard to understand something when you don't have a framework for it Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to put things into words when you don't have words for it but it's, it's hard to crystallize like an amorphous idea and so I think one of the great things at least in a lot of the world and a lot of our country is that we're starting to have that framework and that language to be able to say oh yeah that's ouch I shouldn't have moved my head that way (laughs) Um, this happens every now and again I move my head in a way and it hurts and I have to stop Um, uh, oh now okay I, I have a way to describe this now I think I have an idea and I think there's a fear of that actually in certain segments of our culture. Um, I mean, I, I can say like on the kind of more right wing conservative side that f- seems to think that that's like an indoctrination in a way that you're trying to turn people gay by giving people um, certain words mm-hmm. or ideas of how a different family structure could be. Right. And that just hasn't been my experience at all. It's been more of a, just exactly what you were saying. Where it's like, no, there's something dissonant. There's something like, it's not quite right. And I don't know how to say it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the right words. And it's not that that turned you no. into a I was guy. miserable before, beforehand, I promise. Right. <laughs> uh, it only gets better. Yeah. It, it's that you had a way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that think... was, oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to go back to, to what you were saying, Mongi, about like, what places and I think a lot of places are pretty like at least I grew up in pretty neutral about it mm-hmm. and I think conversations have shifted pretty drastically um, I think in our lifetimes because um, I'm sure 
even more in your lifetimes, but I think we're at like yeah. kind of the specific age where it's like conversations started in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly like, um, so I work at a different church than the church that Mike Imwangi and I all know each other from and Sid too. You're attached to the same place. But, um, in that place I have, I run sound and I have a volunteer team on Sundays and two of them are teenage girls and their younger sister comes to hang out on Sunday mornings and queer conversations with them are nothing like queer conversations when I was 12, like 12 or 14 or 18 Mm -hmm. or 19 now. Um, it's kind of like, they're just so comfortable with it from the get go. Mm -hmm. Um, and granted we are in Colorado and that's a blue state and places like Florida mm-hmm. are very unsafe. So well, and the, our part of Colorado as well. We live oh, yeah. uh, in what's called the Front Range, so kind of the uh, metro, the, yeah. the metro yeah. areas around Denver. If you go out to it's down south, certain that's places, a bit stickier. Or on the plains yeah. out east, or or mountain towns as well. Yeah, you're gonna have a different experience. Different experience for sure. But I think overall, it's a, it's a much safer mm-hmm. place if. You're, then, if you're betting, yeah. yes, say even our neighbor to the north, Wyoming. Right, Wyoming, yes. scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there are a lot of these places that are really neutral about it. So like mm-hmm. in school, like I wasn't like oh, like nothing was telling me like gay people are bad, but at the same time, no one was telling me that they were good or even existed in the first place. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. So yep. what we were just talking about with language, um, offering the language is like that first step of like okay, here's just something that exists in the world and it's presenting it as like i don't know for me i know some other people might have a different opinion but offering it as like a neutral thing mm-hmm. right just as a thing that exists mm-hmm. um because i think over positive like being over positive about it is like i don't know overbearing like sometimes. okay all right yeah, you chill, really chill. really want me we to get it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> don't it down a little bit yeah Thank you. but like just presenting it as a thing that exists and a thing that like is just if your whole vibe in the first place is just existing amongst other people, then this yeah. wouldn't be something that throws like a wrench in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, for me, and I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before where it's, um, I've never had like blatant homophobia to my face growing mm. up, um, Good. or even to the day. So it's, um, I'm lucky in that way, very blessed in that way. Mm. Um, so my answer about what places were safe and what weren't is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, I have never been in a place where it's immediately hostile. Um, but it wasn't also telling me that this was a place I could be at the same time. So, um, yeah, that was a little hard when you're trying to figure it out. Because it's like I have a lot of other parts yeah. of my personality that I think are really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can exist in a lot of spaces without being queer in those spaces. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like fine yeah. you know but yeah i would prefer to be my whole self at the same time i think it's very there's two things you guys said so first you talked about language Haley, and then said you said milestones which i really liked it made me think about like when i take my son to the doctor every year mm-hmm. there's these milestones right when you're the two that they, like, right? so it's 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 you know that's one example but it's, it's we like to have those things to mm-hmm. say when you hit puberty these things will happen and then this is how you should feel yeah mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And therefore, then, if you don't feel that way, mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, what's then? It's like, what's wrong, wrong with me, or how yeah. come I not? Should I try harder, mm-hmm. or things like that? And so, and necessarily, like, yes, you can have a physical chart of milestones and things like that. But to what to to what degree do we weight that? Mm. 
and say, okay, fine, we may have this chart, but don't, it shouldn't weigh down on you because to your point on neutrality, maybe it's like, okay, that is one thing, but whether I meet that criteria or I don't care about it, it should not make me feel like I'm not meeting a certain goal, right? Right. You know, and things like that. Because I think that's why I come back and I say, what institutions are, what kind of milestones are these maps that we're drawing that are out of context, mm-hmm. period, right? That yeah. don't allow people to be themselves and probably or mm-hmm. box them in and make them feel. I mean, I, I mean, I just question many of those things. You, you know, you're born, you're a girl, you're getting married, you have kids, and, and then right. this was going to happen. You get to be a grandparent, and then you die, right? Like, yeah. what script is that? What, the, what, what yeah. yeah. What, even this, even though it's existed for a long time, doesn't necessarily make it right or in any in any shape or form right? and not the only script right? yeah yeah and i think that's one of the dangerous things is when you think there's really only one script or that there's only one right script then it excludes a huge portion of people mm-hmm. and um i'm reminded of a podcast i listened to recently um shout out to radio lab um <laughs> and uh their uh, their episode called butt stuff Okay. It's not about what you think. It's actually about um, uh, body body measurements and things like that. And um, I mean, it is about butts as well. But um, they actually talk about kind of the origins of our like fashion sizing system mm-hmm. and how it has origins in eugenics, mm-hmm. which is like this practice. Yeah, very icky, right? This mm-hmm. practice of um, saying like, no, there's this ideal way a person should be, mm-hmm. and we should. Uh, basically it's kind of like dog breeding for humans mm-hmm. right like selectively allow people to breed or mm-hmm. not based on these mm-hmm. um, features and I think that same mentality which informed all sorts of things in uh, kind of early 20th century United mm-hmm. States super influential in Nazi Germany and led to all sorts of like very 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 awful things you can look it up friends Google um, but you're warned it's awful, awful, awful. But we don't realize is that some of the views we end up holding about uh, trans people or lesbians mm-hmm. or um, non-gender conforming people, whatever it is, this actually has roots in things like, like when somebody says, like, you're a Nazi, if you think that way, it's like, it's not that far off. And mm-hmm. maybe some people just turned off the podcast because I said that, but you got to know where the roots of what you're thinking came from. Mm-hmm. And if it's excluding people based on uh, a body size, shape, or type, um, uh, a narrow view of sexuality, uh, a narrow view of gender norms, then it's got roots in all that really dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has any place in the way of Jesus or in true spirituality. And I... <laughs> It's, it's interesting you bring that up, even like you look at Nazi eugenics and, yeah, them trying to find sort of this blue-eyed blonde, mm-hmm. when many of those people themselves didn't look like that. No, and so, it's so that's what so I find. Wild. That's why I'm like, Hitler Freaking did not Hitler. look. So, no, like, it's man. this weird, like, I'm looking for this ideal, mm-hmm. which I, in, in my head, I think I am. But then I'm trying to find this little ideal and, like, and then trying to match the human race to be something. It makes no and it's never been that sense, way. and it's we've, never we've been never that, been you know, that narrow. We've but always been beautifully so, diverse. So it's 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 almost like self like flagellating, like <laughs> essentially like you're trying to pick something that you're not and and hold up that ideal. But mm. um, but again, <clears throat> it's 
you know, like you guys are saying, those conversations are easier, but at the same time, there's many places. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've seen in the news about this whole Scholastic Book Fair thing mm -hmm. and not allowing books. That was uh, a tough one. <laughs> you know, yeah. have you heard about... So, you, you Scholastic Book Fair is pretty much like... They're getting a lot of pushback from a lot of the more conservative school districts. Okay. Um, so, any books with positive LGBTQ plus representation, I think even some positive... Um, non-white like representation. Yeah, like John Lewis's Yeah, they're pretty much Mount being like, Angel. we're not going to sell these at the book fair anymore. Oh, um, scholastic boo. Yeah. And Thumbs so, down from me. And like, as a person that was a bookseller for two years, I yeah. quit the bookstore, by the way. I haven't yeah. seen you guys since I did that. But yeah. <laughs> we, we knew it was coming. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I, um, like, that's just something that's insane to me, is like, I don't know. But, oh my gosh, now I can't even remember it. It's like triggering a memory, but... There's, in terms of, like, all the books that are being, like, banned or, um, like, having pushback this year, it's, like, a handful of people, like, 11 people or something, individuals that are yeah. doing this and yeah. having this crazy impact. So when yeah. we're talking about, like, yeah. these wide book bans, it's not hundreds of people. No. It's, like, 11. I'm, like, 99% sure. Yeah, I'm gonna but have somehow, to Haley, like, but it's, it's like a fire because then it's, exactly. first it's, it started with um, local school districts, mm -hmm. then it went to public libraries, now it's, so. Yeah, but it's, like, this very specific group of people where it is their mission to do mm -hmm. this. And they are the same people at all of these different school mm -hmm. districts, which mm -hmm. is what's absolutely insane. Um, That's wild. But to also put some context to the banned book list as a whole, and the, what's going on now is a little more extreme, but the banned book list as a whole um, isn't always a book that was completely banned. It's also a book that was, um, trying to think of the word, but um, where there was pushback against it at all. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a book on the banned book list and you're like, what? Like someone wasn't allowed to read this? Maybe. <laughs> there could mm -hmm. also just been a been pushback and it was like kind of tried in its own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's important context when we talk about banned books because not all the time were they actually taken Ever, off of yeah, shelves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they were, sometimes it's one book in one specific school. Um, we aren't seeing nationwide book bans of anything. Yeah. So that's important. But it's so sad news. because it's like your story is banned. Who you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if somebody write, that, 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 that's like the mouse, sad part. Right? Like, you yeah, can't like see yourself. If I write this, a book yeah. about who I am, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm banned. I'm illegal. Right. It's, 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 it's not real mm -hmm. or it's, it's not worthy of mm -hmm. like, you know, um, existing in some sense. And that's, that part is also troubling. Um, as well but like i said <clears throat> i think there's some deconstructing that has to happen mm -hmm. in society around again what yes what's normal i am quoting mm -hmm. you know um yeah. and maybe even maybe you don't ban the word normal but you it's it's breath is bigger right, right? Well, we've conflated yeah. the <laughs> idea of normal with good Yes. Like normal yeah. and good aren't the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. No. Um, like, it's like, is normal to die of heart disease in this country? Yes. Like, that's not a good thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having a broader okay. idea of like what is good, what is healthy. Yeah. Right? Not just what is and, usual. And, and yeah. Yeah, like, we've talked about baselines already, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these milestones. I think normal and milestones, I think those are good things to have. Like, I think, like, mm -hmm. Baselines and things to reference mm. are important, right? Mm -hmm. A place to start yes. is good. Yeah. And I think that's something like that I think people get really scared of when we kind of test what that place is or where we can go from there is when people get kind of afraid because I think the baseline is where you're meant to stay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Especially like churches are this way. 
churches are so resistant to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and at my own job, it's a very, it's a small church, traditional place. Mm-hmm. So people, they hold it very close to their hearts. So any changes that we try to do um, puts people on edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that happens everywhere. But mm-hmm. I think, especially when religion is involved, it gets a little more personal. It's a little more touchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole other system of roots that go mm-hmm. through that as well that yeah. get are all tangled. But yeah, and you're gearing up to say something. Yeah? No? A few things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can um, remember them. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciated what you said about the whole scripting because my entire, like at least my very early childhood, both of my parents worked in business. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and then I, they got a divorce. And so my, how I expected my life to go is I'd grow up, I'd join a sorority, I would have like hair all the way down to my butt. And like, <laughs> I would like do like the little poses and stuff. I'd graduate college, I'd find a guy, I would settle down, have kids that I would grow to hate. I would live in the <laughs> suburbs and then I'd get a divorce, <clears throat> crawl back to my own mom. <laughs> and then like just that entire thing and like have a job that I would hate for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And when that is one of like the scary things that when you start to question your own identity, you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't line up with how I thought that would go. Mm-hmm. That sounds like hell. At least to me, that sounds that I don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My ideal life is something a little bit different, but that is some people's what they want to do, and that is awesome. Um, and so when I realized, wait, no, I'm different. Mm-hmm. What else could be different? That's not set in stone anywhere. Just because my parents lived it, or just because like other people lived it, just because that's a stereotypical American dream, does not mm-hmm. mean that like any of us have to live it in the slightest. And turning myself in, like, looking in the mirror and then actively trying to turn myself into a better version of who I'd know I could be has been so much fun. Mm -hmm. It's like a DIY project with (laughs) yourself. (laughs) And it's recognizing things that, wait a minute, I want to change this about myself. I want to learn to be better. And altering that script. I work in science, which Mm -hmm. is not business. Mm -hmm. The business side of science is terrifying, but I don't work in that right now. (laughs) And that's having different human experiences to kind of bounce off of and to just be, hey, these exist. And society is so much more multifaceted and people Mm -hmm. are so much more diverse and fun and interesting than any script could ever like hope to write down. And I think if you probe life or other people in the right areas, then you can really see that side of them. Yeah. And see like that brilliant brilliantness come out, which where mm-hmm. I more resonate with like spirituality mm-hmm. because it's individuality. <laughs> like there's one God, but like, can you imagine if there was like more, <laughs> like, can you, how would, how would they be different? Like, mm-hmm. or how could you even possibly compare it? Like it's mm-hmm. the human yeah. experience and we're all just trying to, I, di- I don't know. And well, see, let me tell I'm you. Hippie, like, I moved to Boulder. I'm an hippie. I'll tell you, see, a lot of people that a lot of people that follow the scripts are very miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so even mm-hmm. right because it's portrayed that like you do this, but there's many shows, there's many books written about people who've tried to, regardless, you know, try to right. do that, and Here's then they, and you do. Yeah, this is what mm-hmm. you do, and just 
you know uh i know we talked maybe in a few episodes even like remember like covid and like this whole like people quitting their jobs and finding themselves and saying oh, like hi so right much fun. all that you say i mean that there was a you know there were and there's still a lot of people who are kind of like man if i if i could do what i wanted to do kind of thing and so yeah i mean i take that script burn it because <laughs> yeah. i don't think yeah. it's really representative of even a, if like uh, i don't know my mom like li- is my mom quit her office job she was like i'm not working for somebody else anymore that's mm-hmm. that's dumb and so she does what she wants now and it's it's really hard and it's difficult but like the people in her life we love and support her and Mm -hmm. like she lives in her own like house in the suburbs with her new husband she loves very much (laughs) hats out to him love him so much (laughs) um my brothers they've been through so many like hardships but now they're like back in school and it's not it's like the script is like i guess Parts of it are there for good reason. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go, I recommend you get an education, mm-hmm. like a basic one. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, find someone, sp- someone really awesome to spend the rest of your life with. That doesn't sound difficult. Well, might be difficult. <laughs> that doesn't sound. <laughs> I wouldn't be adverse to that, and I don't think most people would be. Mm-hmm. Those right. are just like good things about life that I think we need to keep, and then just kind of. He- I don't talk. Here are some joys to find. Yeah. And you can find them other places too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. is they're not going to go away. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it doesn't have to be exactly this way. Um, I don't know, if, have we talked about uh, my divorce on the podcast much? A little I bit. Maybe we did a little I bit. Think, it's been, yeah, yeah maybe it's a been a little bit. bit. Um, so I, I was married and then not married. Oh, yeah, I talked about this in one of our um, episodes, in fact. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, one of the video episodes as well. I did not expect that at all. I thought this was forever and um, that was not part of the script. Mm-hmm. That my ex-wife would say, I, I want a divorce. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, and um, yeah. and I didn't. Yeah. I had no idea even how to process it. Um, and I thought, okay, then the new script I'm a part of now is the like loner. You're like, no one wants you. Mm. You're um, <clears throat> right. Which I like sitting here now. We all know is like it's not true. But that's like, mm-hmm. but like if you're a guy whose wife left him like there's a script for that too there's mm-hmm. baggage there yeah and, there, and there's baggage but but like but don't believe the script don't believe it because <laughs> right. uh, it's like those other ones and so if if you're a person listening to the podcast and you say oh, well of course like no like life doesn't end if you get divorced well um i invite you to imagine that um discovering that you're uh, that you're queer doesn't and your life either mm-hmm. um, that in fact uh, it opens up more possibility about who you are and what can bring you joy and what can bring fulfillment and what can bring you um, like a healthy sense of connection to uh, life around you uh, whatever God means to you uh, and, and all of that mm-hmm. I know you know my relationship with Heidi hi, hi Heidi, hi, Heidi. Hi. Um, is <laughs> Like just such a, a beautiful thing that's full of redemption for both of us has redeemed mm. these past experiences and like if we're talking about scripts like that bad that bad script we used to follow is now this like beautiful thing that yeah. um, feels a bit unscripted. That's cool. That's so exciting. I, yeah, and I mean, I kind of invite everyone listening to the podcast to just stay curious, mm-hmm. which is kind of the whole tapestry <laughs> thing in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just to stay curious about everything especially when you feel stuck 
because that's what's going to allow you to find new avenues and new joys in whatever situation that you're in. Um, granted, there are times where you just kind of want to sit in mm-hmm. in the bad, and that's okay wallow. too. Wallow, you can wallow for yeah, a little you can bit. Really experience wallow. all the wallow emotions too. that feel the feels. Um, I guess God intended, and before you could move on to like some of the better mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Um, did anyone check the clock when we started? Yeah, I'm this? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm I don't know where we're sitting. We're we're doing we're doing pretty okay, good. Okay, cool. I just um I kind of want to recenter about mm-hmm. um just because I mean the whole this is like a lot to try to fit into a podcast episode. I think this mm-hmm. is kind of one of our mm-hmm. most ambitious, mm-hmm. <laughs> simply because and we kind of avoided it just a little bit I think on purpose, but um kind of the baggage of Christianity specifically. I was about to mm-hmm. say religion, but I think it's in our experience in this room, Christianity specifically, and LGBTQ plus community. Um, I, I tend to say queerness in general. Um, for If there are older uh, LGBTQ plus people listening to this podcast, sometimes that word can be a little bit of a, of a I don't know. Touch and go touch, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little touchy, but um, so know that I'm not actively saying a slur on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think... There's a lot of baggage there, and I think mm-hmm. it can be kind of scary to dive into. And I don't know where to start. I just wanted to address that that's, like, something that is sitting with me in this room. Of, like, how, yeah, go ahead. I'm very grateful for you for turning that back around to <laughs> the queer identity. Because I think that it doesn't just mean... Try, try be true to yourself, or experience new things, and see what you like. That's yes for life in general, and mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic, and I think that's a human experience that everybody has to have. Um, and if you are queer, then you have such a wonderful, most of the time, community that's going to welcome you. And there are, are struggles, and there are lots of not fun things. And so that's rough. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's... But it's getting so much better, and mm-hmm. I'm so happy it's getting better. And you gotta try those new things. Yes, back to the whole Christianity thing. I don't know if you guys want my experience. Yes, you can get as um, real as you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So my my grandparents were atheists at the time when my mom was growing up. Sorry, so many of my stories originate around her. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mom grew up going to church by herself on Sundays. Mm. She would see all of these families who would mm-hmm. be going and like and that's what she wanted more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so my growing up was going to church every Sunday and I started going to Broomfield United Methodist when I was in second grade and I've met some of my best friends there. I'm still great friends with Andrew Sieber. He's kicking ass. He's, he's a good dude. Shout out, Andrew. Um, and that was a very fundamental shaping of my experiences. And honestly, when I was little, I was like, all right, we're making crafts about sheep and a shepherd for some reason. <laughs> um, I'd really rather hang out with the rest of the kids, even though they give me anxiety, than go to the really boring one-hour lecture (laughs) i don't even know what it's on (laughs) they're like doing some jokes about like taxes or voting season i have no idea what's happening there (laughs) and and so it was more of like a all right this is something to please my mom cool Mm. and then growing up and like learning all the lessons there are some like bible stories like the um that stuck with me and some that i don't remember as much and I can, that's a whole different story, but 
my relationship with the church was, okay, I see these people every wacky Wednesday and every <laughs> Sunday mm-hmm. for church, and I'm growing into somebody who I can't really recognize anymore, mm-hmm. both because of just, like, things in my family life and the whole puberty thing, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and... I was like, I don't think that these guys recognize me like as myself. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know where I fit anymore, and so mm-hmm. I stopped going. And um, I also got, I went through confirmation mm-hmm. with Mike. Yeah, mm. so much fun actually. I really enjoyed it. Good. Oh, there was this cute guy. Shout out to <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I know who you're Mike talking about. Mike knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so funny>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was really. It was awesome for me to learn about Christianity in a more educational and historical perspective because I feel like in church we don't talk about that a whole lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot about the spirituality aspect of it, and I love that part. Mm-hmm. But I thought I, lots of a few the amount of like places that they throw out in like um, pre- preaching mm-hmm. prayer about like what Lazarus and whatever like yeah. Bethlehem and the then places, Jerusalem the and they're like yes but they walked for so long for the census and I'm like how long did they walk so <laughs> yeah. it gave me a little bit more of a <laughs> view on it yeah. um, and then afterwards though I he uh, Mike encouraged us to talk about current Christianity and as I was developing my own identity there were some more recent like happenings, particularly the Holocaust, that had a really big influence on me. Mm. I had a lot of doubts about God, about spirituality, about Mm -hmm. who I was, because that was like, all right, if my life is in shambles, I can turn to God, because my family life was not that great at the time. Mm. But even that didn't, wasn't super solid for me, because if however many people died from Mm. this really, really horrible thing, particularly people who I now identify with, because of their identity mm-hmm. in the name of a god mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whoever even if it's like the old testament god for people mm-hmm. of jewish faith i could understand how that could happen to somebody and if i should be grateful yeah like oh i know i don't have to be put in that situation even though my family life and my entire life around me is a mess mm-hmm. And so for me, that wasn't very reliable. And with all of the things building up in the media about like, oh yeah, you can like turn away gay people. Like gay people like just got married, like legalized marriage in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. That was well within my life period. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the amount of growth that has happened after that. But the fact that people like me couldn't even get married to not even straight people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like to other people who feel the same in a consensual adult relationship yeah in the eyes of church or tax benefits or whatever (laughs) the state i got really angry Mm -hmm. and my mom kept stressing but there are like bible teaches us love jesus teaches us to accept everybody and i'm like that is awesome i wish more people listened to what jesus had to say (laughs) yeah as opposed to like Mm -hmm hating other people because they're different Mm -hmm. even though they're your neighbor for Mm -hmm. some reason Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to treat whatever yeah Yeah. and so then i turned to some of the old testament stories that i was taught when i was younger and i was like worried i had was riddled with anxiety because i thought you guys remember the story of job Mm -hmm. i thought god was going to burn my house down because my dad didn't go to church all the time Mm. i thought that Mm. we were going to be a punishment wow for him 
my entire life yeah. for mm-hmm. like my life used as a punishment to show someone else a lesson and those yeah. were just continual like mm, it is. stories yeah, yeah, yeah. that were taught to me mm. and David and Goliath awesome I think that's super cool what happened to he just died did where did he go was that yeah. like heaven hell type situation did he repent for his sins like was he just being told what he was supposed to do because he, exi- he was literally he exited, a soldier exited stage left and I yeah <laughs> like it, it felt to me like there were a lot of holes missing mm-hmm. even though my mom was trying to stress like yes but this is good and i'm like i love the concept i love the love i think it's amazing the amount of community that this fosters but it wasn't necessarily for me especially mm-hmm. at the time in which I was so at odds with my own identity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. if we're talking about like places to maybe tweak a little bit more mm-hmm. but also for those listening if you do not attend Broomfield United Methodist Church <laughs> the past few times that I've gone I'm not Christian myself anymore I do have a spirituality it's more like similar like friend lines like yes love everybody and there's yeah. like one human spirit and <laughs> get excited about that um, but I go and I make my it makes my mom happy hmm. but I've been seeing like so many like like rainbow stickers yeah. or just like the we accept everybody or the even just using like grape juice as opposed to wine is yeah. really awesome. And all our bread is gluten free now. Yes, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> all really it. cool. Just My mom's gluten free. Like just actively included. That's just how God things. made her. Like <laughs> God made her with tummy issues, <laughs> and so gluten free bread is awesome. So it's not just an option. It's all of it. All of it's gluten free. And because it works for everybody. Yeah. It's so awesome how churches these days that I'm seeing as I get older are growing more accommodating of God's creations and all of their, like, manifestations. Yeah. And, like, I I can't possibly fathom how, like, a God would create some things and not love them. And Mm. I can see how people could sometimes get mixed up and angry and confused and hate other people, but even that is, like, really... But, like, (laughs) it's awesome how many people are... Our churches are really embracing that, and yeah. I'm so enthusiastic about more queer Christian youth because mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't fully have that experience or yeah. ability to, yeah. and I that's a life path that's cut off from me. But I think it's so awesome that other people are pursuing it, and it makes me really, really happy. It's good. I don't know what your experience has been like, but I mean, that has been more I, along mine in the yeah. queer sense. It's good to know. Um, I think you bring up a lot of good stuff. I think... Um, the part about churches being more actively aware kind of hits home right now because when I started working at the church I work at, um, it's a small church, traditional, um, an older congregation. And so walking, and I know uh, the pastor, uh, she is awesome. I knew she was going to be supportive of whatever, but as a congregation, as a building, it's like, okay, where do we stand here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out they're a reconciling congregation. And that, Can you um, say a little bit what that means? Yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't know a whole ton about it, to be honest, but is it just within United Methodist Church? It's a specifically United okay. Methodist thing, I believe. Yeah. Uh, other denominations have some similar process. So, um, to be reconciled, churches have to go through an active process to learn about the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's an active choice by the staff, by the congregation, by the people who make this space. Um, I don't really actually know a whole lot about what the, like, w- all the things you have to do. The, the, the actual process. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and if anybody knows more about it, we'd love to hear about it. You can tell yeah. us. And I could be wrong about the Methodist thing. but Yeah. 
Um, but to find that out has been really, really cool because just, I don't know, it's kind of this juxtaposition of what you think you're walking into mm-hmm. versus what it is. And granted, people still have a lot of questions and a lot of opinions, um, but overall, the church as a whole is like a really, um, they're mission-oriented, but they're also just um, curious people, respect to curiosity, I guess. But they want to know how they can support others, which is so cool um and it honestly like sometimes i find myself like being like i'm really really grateful for that experience because i know most queer people don't get that in church and so um sometimes i find dissonant again just Mm -hmm. over um well why do i get to have that you know Mm -hmm. i don't know if i've said that before i can't remember but i think you pointed out um, that it's it's it's, yeah you're lucky or you you definitely appreciate the fact that you didn't have to yeah, and you know, it's but it's a weird thing to be like, okay, why do I get to be safe and happy here, <clears throat> and other people don't get to be safe and happy in their faith based, you know, in their Christian spaces? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so yeah, and we've had um, really cool speakers come in um, recently. I think his name is Bryn. Could be wrong, but he's the president of Out Boulder, um, oh, which cool. is the biggest LGBTQ plus organization in Colorado. And um, he came in and spoke because I guess he used to attend this church um, like as a youth and as a young adult. And so he came back and he preached a sermon. um, And then we did like this Q&A after um, in the fellowship hall. That's cool. And it was really cool because everyone was able to just write questions. And he would Mm -hmm. just candidly talk about them in the room. Um, And I, I don't know. I think it's... I just want to acknowledge that people are putting in work. So if we have any queer mm-hmm. people listening to this podcast that are kind of feeling hopeless, there are people out there who are trying. <laughs> and I and I say that, and sometimes maybe trying isn't enough for some people. Um, and that's sure. fair, sure. too. Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely fair, too. But for people who are just looking for a little bit of hope, um, I want to offer that up because there are lovely people out there who are just learning and not everyone gets to learn, you know? So it's like offering spaces for people to learn is is really important and really, really cool, especially because I think, and this is again, kind of back to the mission statement of tapestry in the first place, a lot of Christian spaces don't like when questions are asked because we don't yeah. always have the answer mm-hmm. and that makes it really scary for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so offering places where people can be curious and nothing is kind of too taboo in that space because, I mean, sex in general is a really taboo thing. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about sexuality, that's why I think there's kind of this, I don't know, view, a uh, conservative view, I guess, of, like, gay people are perverse and they're creeps and they're going to mm-hmm. get you. Um, <laughs> and part of that is because of the purity culture of Christianity oh God, yeah. in the first place. Because yeah. we're or perception about... of it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, right, right. Not, there's <laughs> an <laughs> emphasis <laughs> on it. Good yeah. catch, good catch. But overall, just, like... Um, because sex is taboo in Christianity, and then we're like, oh, but it's sexuality. It's like, oh, those two things have to be intertwined mm-hmm. in the worst way possible. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of deconstructing that connection mm-hmm. um, and allowing people to just live the, hu- like, live the human experience in a more, again, neutral way. Because we're just people, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I, I don't know. I'm just very grateful to be in spaces where... Um, those conversations can be had, including this one in this room. So, yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so happy to hear. 
I love turning over every couple seconds <laughs> to see like the biggest smile on Sid's face That's right amazing. now. That's amazing. Yeah. So, listener, if you if if you don't end up watching the video that goes along with this, um, yeah, we a lot of smiles in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Sid's a happy guy. And, has an awesome smile. Oh that my, is true. I think that's awesome. Also, for um, so definitely, the, oh my goodness, the emphasis on sex and sexuality, and I understand like the whole, and especially with the AIDS crisis, and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah. that means you can't have sex mm-hmm. at all ever, and we can't talk about it either. But everyone's gonna do it. We just can't talk about it. Right. Right. And then <laughs> yeah. because no one's gonna talk about it because we can't do it. We're not going to explore any other options that there might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, two guys mm-hmm. holding hands. What? <laughs> Which mm-hmm. ultimately makes mm-hmm. it unsafe yeah. and unhealthy for yeah. everybody. Perceptions. And, yeah. But on the other side, if you are Christian or if you're like listening to this from not a queer perspective, um, as a queer person, thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. And I think that asking questions is. So it can be occasionally taboo but that is the goal like I love it when people ask me questions most of the time um, just be nice about it <laughs> be respectful now, now that I know where like where I come from now that I'm more at peace with who I am who I have been what I've gone through etc if you want to know I'm I will tell you I think most mm-hmm. of us will tell you and we love it when you actually are like, yes, I want to learn. Yeah. And not even learning, more being familiar. Yeah. My mom was like, oh my goodness, there are like queer people, queer people exist. I've never mm-hmm. seen one. What, yeah, what, what yeah. do those look like? Or you didn't know anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and just knowing that people that not aren't necessarily like you are out there mm-hmm. and wanting to learn about their experience just to know more about how God created people as a whole and how you can interact better with people and just so that they're not so estranged. Mm-hmm. As At least as a queer person, I don't like being on the outs. I don't like mm-hmm. people being yeah. like, oh, you're like, you're one of one of them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm a person mm-hmm. and I think I'm more of a person than I am subcategories of a person, like trans or bi. Yeah. I like who I like and I just feel like this and mm-hmm. that's how, that's how I feel most comfortable. So I'm assuming that's how God made me. Yeah. And... Just when other people meet me on equal footing. Mm. If they're curious about my experience, I'm curious about theirs, and we have a friendly conversation. Yeah. Honestly, for me, that's all you need to learn about. Mm-hmm. And if you just put in at least a little bit of effort, I really goes yeah. very, very long way. Well, uh, let me also talk to anybody who's uh, listening, and um, maybe this has been like a really deeply uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've come to this maybe because, uh, I don't know, you're like, uh, the libs are ruining everything or, or whatever. Thanks for hanging or, in. Um, yeah, yeah if, you're, if you've made it this far, um, uh, I, I'd love to, for you to think about um, the, the words that you've heard from, we've got, yeah, of the four at the table, um, two are queer and are expressing a, a real genuine experience of the world. Um, this isn't, there's no agenda here. There's no... Um, trying to paint a, a, a certain picture of of how things are and um we take would you take them at face value that they're being genuine about their um their experience about their faith about all of that stuff and about um the feelings of maybe not having a place mm-hmm. or um being worried about uh 
who is safe mm-hmm. to be around. Um, and one of my, I think, deep regrets is that there were certainly times in my life when I wasn't one of the safe people to be around mm-hmm. for, for my queer friends. And um, uh, queer friends, now I am, I think, right? I think I'm so, uh, yeah, so yeah. great. Certified safe. Certified safe. Kill the game. Uh, sometimes we call that being an ally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So proud to be an ally. Um, and I think that's really, really important for a number of reasons. Because um, may, may, maybe if you're listening now and you wonder, uh, like, but yeah, but if I accept a person, then maybe they're not going to learn the truth about, mm-hmm. you know, this thing. I want to say this very seriously. The way you treat, uh, especially young people who are exploring their sexuality and their gender is literally life and death. Mm -hmm. That the uh, suicide rate among LGBTQ identifying kids is, I don't have the stat in front of me, but it's way, way higher. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we handle this uh, so friends, if, you, uh, if you're a person who follows Jesus or a person who um, says they're a Christian or follows maybe some other uh, faith tradition or religion, and you think you're doing a young person a favor by telling them that they're bad or wrong, you are not. This is a life and death situation, literally. Um, so be gentle and be kind. And try. please listen to Haley and to Sid because this is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus was a friend to all of the outcasts. So, I mean, take with that what you will. Mm-hmm. But um, that tends to be a grounding reminder for me, too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on while we've got both of you here yeah. uh, is there may be a lot of curiosity. So I, th- I think for a lot of people, they're like, wow, oh, I have a gay friend? Okay, now I'm going to ask them all the questions. <laughs> Um, and you just mentioned, like, ask me the questions. Yeah. But are there some questions that you're like, that's not appropriate. That's, that makes me uncomfortable and I'm not going to answer that. Um, so you don't have to answer the question, but could you give us the category of the question uh, that you're like, don't, you know what? Because there are a lot of us straight people who are, like, curious yeah. and maybe well-meaning right. and ask a question and be like, but that you shouldn't ask that question. So tell us and about I mean, those. At the f- in the first place, like, if you're well-meaning and you're respectful... We can tell. You know, like, we can tell when you're just going to be a hater. Like, oh, very much so. So, I mean, that also sets it up because if someone's asking me something and it's kind of out of pocket, um, but they're being nice, I can usually be like, okay, let's tone it back a second and kind of mm-hmm. venture through that. But I don't know. I honestly haven't been put in too many crazy, uncomfortable situations. Um, but overall, read the room. Don't ask something to a stranger that you wouldn't want them asking you. Ooh, good one. Um... That's a big one. Just, I don't know, if they are your friend, be candid about it, because they're probably going to appreciate the candor. So, just be honest. Be open to being humbled as well. Hmm. Um, Because they might say something that you don't necessarily want to hear, but you asked the question, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and yeah, so... Mess around and find out, I guess, in that kind of <laughs> scenario. But, uh, yeah, just go in with good intention. Um, mm-hmm. Make that known. And I think you're probably actually going to be in a good, pretty good place. I think the questions that I have been asked are far more crass than that. Yeah. For <laughs> trans people have a definitely, definitely worse experience than I do. So. And that's one of the ways, yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure we are yeah. Um... This is going to sound kind of funky, but I said it on the video as well. Um, sometimes Google is your friend. 
Google if you have a question, a particularly one that relates to a bit more physical sexuality, biology, just Anatomy. Google it. Yeah. Just Google it. Lots. Um, it's everyone has their own their body and I've been asked a few times like oh my god so what's in your pants Mm -hmm. or I'm like okay unless you're trying to get in there Mm -hmm. I (laughs) don't feel like I owe you an answer at all sorry that's great Um, or if people are like oh my goodness like you're bi that means you like everyone right and I'm like well I have standards so not you (laughs) (laughs) sorry Um, disqualified or (laughs) Or one of my friends learned I had top surgery recently and her eyes just went really wide and she asked me, we were eating dinner, by the way, she just goes, oh my goodness, you have nipples? (laughs) Sorry. And so, I'm so sorry about your family. I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, they're in the basement. Um, And so there are definitely, particularly when it comes to biology, there are some alterations that unless you plan on preferably being physical with that person, I wouldn't necessarily ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, let me see. So it's that. Let me see. Pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My transition came from very much a place of necessity. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here putting yeah. it lightly. Um, life and death and indeed and so but I also know that there are lots of people out there who are just exploring or just like having fun and seeing what's out there Mm -hmm. if you could use people's pronouns definitely if not if use people's pronouns that'd be great just do it Um, one I think thing in particular is if you mess up don't go back don't go back and say oh my goodness I'm so sorry That, that makes a big deal I don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about how you just messed up in front of an entire friend group. And we, we just want to move past it. Thank you. Um, on the other hand, I have a female roommate and a male best friend. And we make a fantastic trio. And th- we will like go on a whole bunch of adventures. And it's very fun, at least for me, where I'm at now to balance the male and female experience. Mm -hmm. If someone asks me a question, oh, like, what were you like when you were growing up? Well, I had long hair all the way down to my, like, waist. I went to church. I had fuzzy PJs all the time. That's all I cared about. I had (laughs) stuffed animals. I had dinosaur toys. And I also had Polly Pockets that I really liked to chew the clothes Mm because they were in rubber. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know (laughs) Um, it's a generation thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gen Z out there, you know the Polly Pocket clothes. <laughs> um, I did your standard you have to that, girl stuff. <laughs> I did your standard guy stuff. And if you're asking me about like my comparisons, like being experiencing the world from a more female perspective versus a male, more male, male perspective. And admittedly, I'm so I'm male, but I'm obviously a bit more, I think, feminine than like other super masculine men are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's different. And, like, I don't know, but I will talk with women about being catcalled from a young age mm-hmm. because that's something that's happened to me. That's mm-hmm. something that's happened to my roommate. That's mm-hmm. something that happens to many, many women on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I'm in a fortunate enough position where I do not experience that anymore. Mm-hmm. But there definitely have been times 
even sometimes now being queer and being in certain spaces, my personal boundaries will be violated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people will say sometimes like crass things to me as I'm walking across the street. Mm-hmm. And if you could just like not do that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and so I, there are definitely times like that, but there are also times where like I go to a bar and like I talk to my guy friends. I've been in a fraternity for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I know what it is to just like go and have like a drink and yep. like poker with like the homies, I guess. That's great. Yeah. And I know what it's like to have a few girlfriends. I know what it's like to have a few boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really fun being a comparator. Yeah. Especially between my two, like, pe- my two friends who haven't experienced anything else. Yeah. And so I think more experiences such, like originating from those origins, always from a point of like curiosity and like, hey, I did this when I was younger. Like, did you also have the pressure to like wrestle from like the time you were like five? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, but I did do dance for a amount of years. And looking at your body in a skin tight suit with a whole bunch yeah. of other girls who are clearly way better looking than you looking in a mirror for an hour, that can do some shit to you. <laughs> like... Yeah. Which is an yep. experience that you might not have, but I have, and maybe yep. a whole bunch of other people do too. Yeah. And yeah. so those ones are always welcome. I think those are really fun and talk about like you, your friends, and your society that you grow up in, etc. Yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, to like you've experienced gender in a way that I don't think anyone else in this room has. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, one more thing. Don't ask about sex. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't. don't do that. Yeah. Don't. Hey, how do you have sex? But that's okay. a thing that you don't want a stranger asking you about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Google it, and if you do want a stranger asking you about, <laughs> yeah. I think you should get that figured out. Um, yeah. Like, no one asks about my. No. No one asks me that. No, that would be no. Ever. Mm-hmm. And so and yeah, and that's it, good. Don't. Again, Google is <laughs> free. I'm not going to tell you about it. Yeah, you Google, Google point. You, you Google point is right because sometimes people can ask you questions you don't feel like answering them. Yeah. Right. I'm glad that you guys are open in that, but sometimes don't, you don't feel like talking to people, like right? So, like, so therefore, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't feel like it's your place. Therefore, to educate mm-hmm. somebody that you, yeah. you don't you don't necessarily have to. And you're right, Google is is good because maybe somebody somebody wrote something yeah. in a certain mm-hmm. attitude that conveys yeah for that. Libraries are free too. Most local libraries have a if whole you're getting better, if you're yeah. not getting if you're not getting books banned. <laughs> there are probably resources there. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you feel comfortable, ask librarians because librarians they are some are of awesome. the best people on the planet. They really are. Um, I kind of want to circle back to pronouns really quick because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't know how to approach, like, how do you ask? Like, how do you take on that whole thing? And again, in my experience, it's just be nice. That's really, like, you are allowed to ask people what their mm-hmm. pronouns are. Don't say preferred pronouns because it's like, we don't prefer them. No. They're just what they are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that's for me at least. I don't know. No, that's fair. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. If, like, if I ask, if, if I ask, like, I could assume everyone's pronouns probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could also ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or sorry, I'm gesturing to the people at the yep. table. Yeah. <laughs> and if you aren't offended by asking other people asking, hey, what are your pronouns? Yeah. Just ask. Yep. Just be nice. And well, then we could. Should we demonstrate that around yeah, the, ta- the they might. table? What are your pronouns? Uh, he, him. Yeah. yeah, my pronouns are she, her. Excellent. Awesome. I go by he, him. He, him. Yep. And we are all interested in women. Here at the oh, table. Women are so wow. great. <laughs> really bonding over that. As it that turns right out, now. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> As it turns out, I, I realized it earlier. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> he, what do you know? He, he noticed that like 20 minutes in and was like, I'm going to drop this. I didn't even write it down. I stopped. <laughs> cool. Um, 
did you want to finish up your um, thought on that? Maybe, if I can remember what my finishing thought was. Yeah, just be nice about it. Um, again, if you mess up, it's okay. Just fix it and move on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable asking, she's gender neutral pronouns, they, them tends to be acceptable. If someone doesn't like you calling that, they will correct you. <laughs> Assume that people will correct you if you're wrong and just be nice about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, this has been an awesome conversation. Yes, we're, uh, I agree. We're at the outer limits of our usual time, Oops. maybe a little bit longer. No, it's good. I think this is, uh, I don't think it should have been shorter. Yeah. Um, uh, thankful for everyone here at the table. Thank you guys for making the time Thanks, and being here. Yeah. Thank you guys so yeah. much for having me. I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing, thank you for trusting me because I know you didn't know these other two, uh, and coming and being part of this. Um, and, yeah, I hope that we've honored your trust. Of course. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, so another great podcast episode. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for, for coming along. It's been a while, Haley. You ready See to wrap those out? After chaps. All right, everybody, you can find us. You can find more at tapestrytalk.org. On that site, you can find a link to the YouTube channel, which uh, for all these podcasts, we have a corresponding video episode as well um, that we, if you haven't watched it yet, you should. And then, um, do you encourage people to watch those before listening to the podcast? I'd say, uh, yeah, the, okay. the video episode usually sets up the prod- okay. podcast pretty well. Yep. So if that has not been your pattern, should be your pattern going forward. Yeah. Um, we also, we do technically have a Discord link on that website. Um, <laughs> we gotta get back at it. Yeah, we gotta get back at it. Um, really kind of define that, but... Um, You can join our Discord. That link is on tapestrytalk.org as well. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Have a good night.